This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Good evening, good afternoon, whatever. It's nice. We're actually all in the same room for once, which is, uh, I'm not sure we've actually all been physically in the same room. So uh, we've got obviously Reedy, we've got Tom, we've got Jamie. Morning. We've got me, Phil. And this is a bit of a Christmas special. We're halfway through the season. So we're just going to chat about how Leicester City are getting on in the Championship. We've got a few topics to talk about. So hopefully you'll enjoy this. And um, Keeps Leicester at the top. We'll start with you, Tom. I, I, one, one of the first topics that I wanted to talk about was how are you feeling as a fan? Because I've struggled this season being in the Championship. I found, having watched Leicester for a long time, I got used to that seven or eight years of Premier League football, Champions League football. Yeah, I, just to even say those words. And I'm, I'm finding it really tough back in the Championship when it is Rotherham, when it is Millwall, when it is Plymouth. And I, I've been spoiled. How, how are you finding it? That's fine. I think well, I'm with you boys. I've seen us in the championship before a couple of occasions. I've seen us in League One, and I've actually enjoyed it. I don't know why, but I've actually really enjoyed it. Going back to some of the older grounds, you don't get to as often because you're stuck in the Premier League and you've seen Man Old Trafford, the Emirates every single season. We all know what these lovely grounds look like. It is nice to go back to some of the small, compact grounds. You know, Huddersfield away, big old stand at the back line, the goal. I've got Plymouth to come as well, another smaller stadium. So no, I've actually found it quite exciting to be back down there, especially, you know, doing weekend and then weekday nights, you know, football, maybe Saturday and Tuesday or Saturday and Wednesdays. It's been nice to be back for a season, hopefully, but that's all it is. You know, it's a season, a one-stop tour of Leicester returns. Best we want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd be nice. One-stop tour of Leicester returns to the Championship for a, a, a quick guide and then back to the Premier League and back to where we should be. And, you know, it, it is nice. And I enjoy the season, but yeah, I don't want it to be every season down here. I mean, Jamie, we are halfway through the season and it's got all the feelings that we are going to go back up. But obviously you watch from afar, from abroad, from the Fox's arms. Got that dig in there, that plug yeah, in I'm there. Glad, I'm glad, I'm glad. Um, what, what's it like being a fan abroad? Because for, for most of our lives, you have to try and explain to people what is Leicester City, where is it? People didn't get it. And then all of a sudden, we've become a global you know, sporting phenomenon. Well, phenomenon. 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 
Before, when I first moved out 19 years ago, no one really heard of Leicester City at all. And then the Premiership came and everyone was shaking me out. Oh, Leicester City, I know this, that story and that. And then now people are asking me, oh, what's happened? What, where, where's it gone wrong? And everyone knows where, where I think it's gone wrong. But it's nice now we're back on people's minds. People saying, oh, Leicester are doing well. I've got Spanish people come saying Leicester are doing well. And it's nice. And it's actually nice to be winning games where over the last 18 months, we haven't been winning games. And it just gives you that bit of oomph every day. You go into work Monday morning, well, me every day of the week, but the next day is absolutely fantastic. It's great. You've got a fight, you've got a smile on your face where last season, I don't think you lot coming in here Monday mornings would have been, oh God, we've lost again. But now you've got that smile back on your face. Yes, we're winning games. Yes, we're top of the league. What more do you want? It's great. It's a great feeling again to be a Leicester fan. But again, is it that one season? Oh, it, it better be. You know, if we were here this time next year, well, to be honest, I've always said that I thought it would be a two-year plan to get out of the out of the championship. Hopefully, it's only a one-year. It looks like it's only going to be a one-year plan now. But I always thought it'd be. I thought we might be mid-table this year and then get it next year, get the next season. But by the looks of it, it's not going to happen. It's going to be this year, top of the league, record-breaking points after twenty-one games. What more do you want, Reedy? Obviously, you're, you're from the younger generation. Um, Followed Leicester in the more recent times, the past 10 years, so you've seen a lot of the glory times. Mm-hmm. How, how is it? You obviously do remember the championship, but the first time round for you, how, how is it back there for you? Um, I think I think the first thing I'll say is I think we did need the drop. I think after so many years in the in the Premier League, and obviously it was starting to maybe go downwards in a way, because obviously we were fifth, fifth, fourth, all them sort of positions, and then we started to lose it a bit. I think we did need the drop because obviously we were in a bit of a brought with a load of players wanting to leave and players didn't want to play for as much. We've obviously got rid of a lot of the players as well and like the likes of Madison and whatnot. So I think we did need the drop and I think it's time for a rebuild and I think it was good for us to go down. Um, I think it's going to do us good like we redoing what we would want to do obviously with the new manager new style of play. Hopefully it can do well in the Premier League if we do go up this season but I think it's time for us to enjoy it, winning games left, right and centre a lot of the time now. Maybe a few losses here and there, but again, it's good to see us winning, but we really, the main aim is to get back to that Premier League, even if we are <laughs> struggling the bottom three half the time. But yeah, it's where we want to be, doesn't it? It does, it does feel like, Tom, like you said, it has to be that one season though. I think Jamie said earlier that, that there was a two-year plan. I think at the beginning of the season, I said we get in the top six, it's been a good season. Mm. I, I was generally honest, I didn't think we had the squad capable of, of winning the league or being in the top two at the beginning of the season. And that's not being negative, that's just me. I thought we were missing a striker. And I still should believe that we are missing a striker who's scoring the goals. If you look at Leeds, you, you look at, they've got three players who scoring week in, week out. You look at Southampton, they've got Adam Armstrong, who's on nearly 10 goals. Blackburn, they've got a player who scored 10 goals already. I generally still think we are missing that focal point of the striker who should be getting the most of the goals this season to get you back up. And that's the beginning of the season. I truly believe we were short going into the mm. season. I said, if we get in the top six, it's been a good year. Especially with Enzo coming in, his philosophy, his brand of football, trying to influence that onto the players and onto the fans. Or he's getting, it's a, it's a mixed bag from the fans and there's a pro mix because you boys who how you feel the way we play. But... The way it started, where we are now, is well ahead of where I thought we'd be as a club who had come back down. I agree, really. I think it was needed. I think the club as a whole, not just a manager, a whole club in certain positions made massive mistakes in signings, 
the, what we were playing players, you know, contracts and everything like that. So this year for me, where we are now is it's brilliant. You you can't fault where we are as a football club. Yeah. At, you know, coming up, you know, three games before the half, you know, halfway mark, we top the league, record points for any club, twenty one games in. It's massive, 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 and like I say, one stop season for me. Get that back out. Yeah, okay, Jamie, I I don't feel like we did need the 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 reset as such. I I think it could be a good thing. A bit like we all remember the Watford playoff game where Troy Deeney, go, you know, <laughs> knockout misses, Troy Deeney scores, and you'd go, well, if we didn't have that setback. Maybe we won't go again. So maybe this is the setback and we go again. I'm trying to be positive on it, but I, I felt we that all the infrastructure of the club was there last year. You know, there was multiple reasons why it didn't work, but you've got the training ground, you've got the players, you've got the manager. You know, it should have worked last year, but maybe sure. one step back to go too forward again. Sometimes you find players themselves, sometimes you have to take a step down to come back up. And you find you do find a lot of players go down in division. Like Harry Winks. Harry Winks, I think he's been outstanding. He never played very he did play. I don't think he's played the consistent amount of games he's played. I think he's played twenty this year so far. Yeah. I don't think he's played that many games for Spurs in a yeah. season full stop. So sometimes you have to make a drop to get yourself better and back with the where you want to be. I think that's what we needed. We needed to drop down a bit, take a step back, get that confidence in. Look at Yannick Vestergaard. Who would have thought he'd have been in? They were chanting his name last night. Mm. There were chances his name the last few weeks. They've been chanting his name. It's been great. It's the confidence players need, and yeah, I find it great that just take that step back, we'll improve and we'll come back big, bigger, better, and stronger. Yeah, I mean, you're saying about Vestergaard there. He, he scored a couple of goals. When, when he scores, he, he just literally grabs the balls, get on with it, doesn't he? He's not <clears throat> doesn't want to celebrate or anything. The only thing is, I like him to score a nice, clean, crisp goal. First of all, the first goal goes <laughs> one that came off his crown jewels. <laughs> the other night, it came off his shoulder. But it went in the back of the net. That's all. I do not care. Just on Tom's point about the striker, if Leeds or whoever, who did you say Tom? Leeds, Southampton, their strikers stop scoring goals. No one else is scoring. Yeah. We've got a collective of scoring. I think it's 13 players. 14, 14 players. Or 15, 15 players. We're all scoring goals. Everyone is scoring goals where they're just relying on one, one player. So... Out of, our, out of our main 11 now, obviously the ones that you'd say as our main 11, the only one that's not scored... Is Ricardo, but if you can't last night, that's what I mean. That's near enough, everyone scoring outside that's 11. So. That's Will that came off his backside. That's, that's what I'm saying. If it wasn't for last night, it could have been Ricardo's goal. Everyone has scored in the first 11 that we'd probably say is our first 11. So, yeah, everyone's scoring in our team. I mean, you mentioned about a striker there. I think it's halfway through the season, it's good to maybe talk about strikers. We've got and we do have a bit of a situation, some of it good, some of it bad. We've got Tom, we've got Jamie Vardy, who we're all going to probably agree is, if not the number one Leicester player of all time, he's certainly he's certainly in that team. Um, he's coming towards the end of his career. I think this could be his last season for us. I think his contract's up at the end of the year. So you've got, you've got Vardy to debate. You've got Dakar starting to score a few goals. You've got Tom Cannon, young lad, you talk about the January transfer window. Do you feel like you know? I think where do you feel we are on strikers? I think you're lucky. You're going to need a striker in January because you're going to lose Daka. You're going to lose Nacho straight away to the Afcon. What's going to be a massive blow. Wolves goes as well. So you're going to you're going to lose some core players out of that squad. Uh, it does leave with like with Tom Cannon. I like him. I think he looks a, he looks a handful when he came on again last night. He was causing problems. Vardy's Vards. Look, we've seen, we've seen the best of him, we've seen the worst of him this season. I think Watford only missed a hat trick because he put two over the crossbar. Mm-hmm. Normally, he'd smash in the net when he, in his heyday. 
but then we've seen the brilliance of Blackburn away, the touch and the smash of the left foot into the roof of the net. He has still got it, but it does worry me going to that period over Christmas, but especially January with the outcome. If you're literally going into this VAR, then Nuge is your. Someone's called it and I agree with them. The way Tom Callum runs, it looks like Nugent's on the pitch again. Yeah. It really does. I just think, yeah, going into it, if it's not Vards <coughs> and Cannon as your main two, but I just think you've got to look for that extra player on there. Because at the end of the day, you've got to look at next season, Nacho's out of contract. If you don't give a new one, you, you've already replaced him next, yeah. the next season. So as much as replacing him for the championship, you've got to have an eye for the Premier League. It's who you're bringing in for the Premier League going forward as well, because obviously Vard's 50-50 if you'll get another contract, I think, this year at the moment, if you'll get one next year. I can see They can't put him on hundred no, fifty grand a week. I could see them saying to him, We'll give you eighty grand. I could see back. maybe with a coaching role. Yeah. But I could see them doing something like Kevin Phillips when he came to the club in his final year he was a player coaching his forces. Yeah. I think you still give them that to there to have him round the likes of Cannon, the Dakers, give them something there to work with and learn. I just think you could be January, if you're going to buy a strike, you've got to buy someone who's going to be good enough to take that step into the Premier League and going, summer transfer window, right? We need another striker now. What are we going to do with the one we just brought who's only good enough for the Championship? Yeah, it's a d- difficult one. I mean, last year, really, last year's January transfer policy. Didn't didn't work at all, did it? We obviously brought in Suter and um, Victor Christiansen. I'm not sure what they were brought in for in the way that they clearly weren't really good enough to make that team in the Premier League's defence, and yet weren't haven't made it into a Championship side. So this this January coming up, we we've got it's it's tricky, isn't it? Because you've got to think of the Championship and. Think of the Premier League. I think it was it's difficult because when them two came in, Rogers was still in charge and he bought them for his style. And I think Christiansen did kind of I would say suited the style. And I think because obviously his passion that he had was obviously good to see. I've seen that I think it was the Villa game where they both first played and you could see there was passion in there. And I think Suter even had a good game that game. But since obviously Enzo's come in, it's a new system, new style. They just don't fit the one for the system. Obviously with the three at the back with the inverted fullbacks someone like Christensen would never be able to play in that role. And he even said that he was trying to learn and show him how to play it, but he's just not he's not going to be suited into it. Whereas someone like James Justin, who can play left-back and then can go into that third centre-back role and he has got the pace for it, it works. And Suter, as much as I do think we could use him in some ways with set-pieces and stuff like that, we've got three defenders at the moment who have been in very good form. And it's yeah. hard to drop out. It was even like the game yesterday. Someone like having Cody in there, for me, didn't feel comfortable. Yeah, Some, I, know, I know he's a good player, but because we've had phase on the right, we've had best guard in the middle with JJ or Doyle on the left, it felt comfortable. When kind of Cody came in and put, got put on the right with phase on the left, it doesn't look right for me in, yeah. in ways. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm going to ask this to both Jamie and uh, Tom about Vardy. It has to be in that greatest of all time category, Jamie. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Just, just placing him with other strikers, you've watched at Leicester over those many, many, <laughs> many years of watching. Just like you. Yeah. Which other players would you even consider to discuss with Vardy? Well, as a striker, as a striker. They're, all, they're all different kind of strikers. You yeah. could put Gary Lineker up there because yeah. the way he, yeah, only, to, he only used to poach goals where Vardy gets them from everywhere, long range, tap-ins, headers, you name 
I'm not sure you could actually, I think as your strikers, I think you'd have to put Jamie Vardy up there. There's a few flair strikers, like Frankie Worthington, that would always be in my top five. But they're, they're all, everyone's got their own different style. Emil Heskin was more the robust star, right down the middle, but he created more goals. Tony Cotty, poached Fox in the Box. Everyone's got their own different styles. If you were to ask for a Fox in the Box, you're probably thinking of Cotty or Lineker. But Vardy, yeah, Vardy's got a bit there just for his own, because he scores everything. He brings people into play. He scores fantastic worldies like he did at Liverpool. The, the, like Tom said, the Blackburn goal this year. Yeah, Vardy will be up there, but it's difficult to pick out because you can't compare strikers because they've all got their own abilities. Yeah, different. Like, I mean, you were talking about Nugent and again, more, you've got people like Steve Howard. They're, they're, just, they're not in the same category in different times, but Tom, who, who else would you put in the mix with Jamie Vardy as the greatest all time? Frank Werner's to me, you know, I didn't get to see him play, but you know, you learn the history of this club and you watch the, the reels of him scoring goals and they were all flair, they were showboated us. And Vardy's got that in his locker when he wants to. I think he's someone who's up there, but. Vardis probably the greatest one of the club will go down as at the moment the greatest player to ever play for a football club. It's a massive statement to make, but he's up there with Keepweller. Now that's the only yeah. player I'd yeah. set, set anywhere near Vardis to lace his boots and do anything because he was a great player for this football club. You know, I just think Vardis is just what he's done from where, yeah. from where he's come from. You know, the whole kicked out on Wednesday, Stockbridge, Fleetwood, Leicester. Premier League, Premier League, Champions League. League. Yeah. So that's my yeah. point. A player drops down Together. and he comes back and it's yeah. worked for Just him. It's a bit late in his life, but it worked and for him. The thing what tops it off is the season after the, the league, he could go to Arsenal, he could have gone and won more trophies and become, a, you know, probably regular international, I think, if he plays for a bigger club. But like he said, he said, no, I'm going to stay at Leicester. They gave him a chance. They stuck by me when. He was, you know, he was ready to chuck the towel in and go and be a rep in Ibiza and <laughs> yeah. you know, chuck his career away and all the money away and get quite happy just go himself to Ibiza and be a rep for himself. But he stuck by the club and uh, was it 178 goals we're on now and X amount of appearances. He will go down. You won't see another player like no. that again. And he goes down probably for a long, long time as the greatest player to ever come to this I club. think so. I think so. Really, I'm, I'm going to move it on now. Probably a topic... I almost like don't want to talk about, but I think we're going to because the four of us in the room, so it might end up in fisticuffs. It might not. <laughs> but the, the thing is, with us on TV, is we all have different opinions. So I'm going to talk about Enzo more, really. Mm. I'm going to start with you because, like, I and I, part of the questions I'm going to ask Tom and Jamie in particular when it comes to you is about to explain the real, real difference. I know Tom will do this for me about <laughs> yeah. Enzo Ball and Rogers Ball, but really. What's your take on how we are developing? And it is a, it is a process, isn't it? Yeah. Working process. It definitely is a work in progress. And like Enzo said, at the start of the season, we're only like 6% of the way, but there's still so much room to improve. And I get that. And I do like the style we are playing at times. It, you can see the way they're trying to play and how it's trying to work with the system and the philosophy. But the bit that I want to see more of, and we have seen the last two games, in my opinion, is the a bit quicker and a bit more direct football, not all the time in the game, but when it comes to, when you see that free man making that run, like Daka did, or like Vardy has done previously, get that, not ball over the top, but just be a bit quicker with the balls, so then you can get them passes through without the opposition trying to get to you. And at times, well, a lot of the time this season, I've not seen that. And the last couple of games, we have started to see a bit more aggressive possession and a bit more, 
faster paced passing yeah, attack. More change. And that's where for me, if we can do it and we've shown it, I think I saw a stat yesterday that in the last two games we've scored five goals in about fifteen minutes. First fifteen minutes. So, I mean yeah. very well, quick. There was a record there. We only we'd only scored one goal yeah. in the first fifteen minutes and that was in the like the fifty eighth minute or something. Now we've scored five in the last two games. Yeah, and it, it and it just shows that if you can play a bit quicker, we can score goals with fun. And in this level, I think you can score goals for fun against most of the teams in this league without really conceding. And if you do concede yeah. one or two, you're still scoring loads more to compete that. So. Go on then, Tom. <laughs> Top me through Brendan Ball, Pure Ball, <laughs> Enzo Ball. Ball. Pure Ball? Well, yeah, yeah Pure Ball. Yeah, I think, I think Don't talk Ball. about Paul well, with Jamie in the room. Well, you and me, we supported Paul all the way through. Because I could see what he was trying to do. And I can see what Enzo's trying to do. And I can see what Roger's trying to do. For me, well, Rogers and Enzo style of play. There's a lot of similarities between it, but try and try and educate me on in the one, difference between what Brendan Rogers is trying to do and what Enzo is trying to do. We got long enough to do it. What's the reason? It's possession based, isn't it? Yeah. If you look at retention based, you look at Rogers' play and how he was trying to set us up. It was very much a four at the back. The fullbacks are going to overlap the wingers. The wingers will drop back if they need to. If the wingers are going to bomb into cut inside and open up the fullback space for the fullbacks to bomb into. That was what Rogers' plan was trying to do. Basically, get the fullbacks, overload their fullbacks, not really use the midfield. It was all about midfielders breaking into the box when they could, uh, passing it sideways, sideways, sideways to the opportunity to come from teams to work it out very quickly that. We'll, we won't drive our fullbacks out of the way and we're not going to drive the wings out of the way it meant that this whole Brendan ball didn't work was, was, sorry, was Brendan trying to set up more like Enzo in that pre-match in the summer when he I think he played through at the back and, and then Ricardo Pereira got injured so yeah. was he was he evolving was, into an Enzo he would have gone into that style of the but we didn't have the players but he didn't have that, that Preston point. away I think it was the first game after he got he got injured and he was sort of like, hold on a minute, we're back to a flat back four. four yeah. And suddenly the, the whole way what he wanted to do disappeared. But he tried to play what he'd done the previous two years with overlapping fullbacks. Teams worked it out. So teams just went to the winger, stay there, you stay there, you stay there, you stay there. We're not going to give the room in our fullbacks and in, in that little area pocket. You're going to have to do something different. Rogers then wouldn't change. But that was his down, but mm. he didn't change and adapt. I look at Enzo and it's different. There is a massive difference. Yes, you've got the inverted fullbacks, but even when Brendan was trying the inverted fullbacks, it was into Ricardo and then Ricardo would go out to the wing anyway. Where if you look at it now, it comes into Ricardo and then every single time Ricardo gets the ball, his main man next to him to take it off him, Winks. Mm. And if he goes to Winks, Winks is looking for the ball back to him. And basically what you're trying to do is Winks, Ricardo to Winks back around the corner in a triangle. So you're beating that line, what they've set the trap basically to try and close down. When you get it right, it's brilliant because then Ricardo's onto their back line. You've got the wingers bombing forward. You've got uh, Jude Brihal and, uh, and Diddy breaking into the box as well. It gives you a massive overload. I think last night was a proven example of how you change it when things aren't going right. Uh, MJ said after the game, we knew Millwood could play 4 4 2. They played 4 4 2 all season. That is what they play. No, they didn't. They didn't. They turned up last night and put 5 4 1. And then at half time, Enzo went, Right, we need really to change it. We'll change it. So he changed it. He didn't just do a Rogers, went, Just keep trying, just keep trying. Yeah. He pushed, uh, I think it was Winks further forward and basically kept Ricardo as a single pivot instead of a double pivot. It meant then there were six men on there, back five, instead of, you know, just the back five on five with an extra body in there to cause problems. 
Millwall didn't read it quick enough and by the time they'd worked out what we'd done, we'd score two goals and turn the game on its head really. Mm. That was the difference and that's the difference with Enzo. If something isn't working, even though it's frustrating, I think you guys, I love it, I think it's brilliant watching this build of play and how he's trying yeah. to tactically outdo different managers by tiring teams out by having a lot of possession. Yeah, I think that is the tactic. You know, yeah. it is working. If you look where the goals are coming, we have that many goals between the 70th and 90th minute. Yeah. It, it, it does work, but he also isn't scared to look at a team at half-time and go, right, get to half-time, we're judging now, 45 minutes still, as long as we're in the game, we can make changes and we can talk about it as a team. And that's what I like about it, as a team, he will adapt to what the opposition will do. He won't just go, nah, we'll, we'll just keep playing with what we've got. They've gone to, they've changed that formation for us, respect it basically, because they were scared what we were going to do to them. Well, well now we're going to do so. Yeah. Like I say, to score two quick goals, the game was turned on its head and Mill were out of the contest yeah. by the third. Which made more proactive than yeah. reactive. And I think you look at it as well, subwise, he doesn't look around, it's like <coughs> Tramway away. Mavdivi had a shocker. Half time, right, you two are off, we'll put two yeah, more players on. He weren't scared to say it either. They weren't, yeah, they, they weren't, they weren't doing their job, we take them off. Yeah. And that's the difference between okay. Enzo and Rogers, in my view, that yeah. Rogers would have stayed. Very, very I think as well. Till the end, that's my way. We're not going to yeah. change anything. Where Enzo will not hesitate to change it if he feels it's going to make a difference to the gameplay. Well, Jamie, that, that I'm glad Tom has explained it because it does enlighten me a little bit more. I guess, I guess again, I've been spoiled. Yeah. We've all been spoiled yeah. because the counter-attacking football was literally got you out of your seat a lot. And this, you you have to be patient, like Tom saying. And I guess I'm going to spin the question slightly to you: is if this carries on. As Enzo Ball, and if we're at sixty percent now, where he yeah. wants to be, and by the end of the season we get promoted and get to one hundred percent, can this can this work in the Premier League? Because are we trying to be Man City with not Man City players in the Premier League? Because I, I just at the moment I get it, we're only at sixty percent. We we did beat Plymouth, we did beat Millwall, we lost to Leeds, we lost to Borough. You know, some of these games we get there, yeah, yeah, yeah. but. Could could this work in the Premier League or or a little bit like Burnley have gone up and you know struggled? I think you'll find it will work in the Premier League, but it's going to take this season to get it right for the Premier League. Might need a couple of different players in there for the jobs that need to be done. Um, but for me personally, working up from this year, I didn't. Really, I saw the games, but I wasn't really involved. I was working at the bar, and it wasn't until the Sunderland game when I first was able to sit down and watch it. And then the next few games, I sat and watched it. So I actually saw, and I can see what Enzo's trying to do. I'm not completely warm to it, but I'm well on the way. It's, I know the football isn't brilliant, but it's a case of tiring them down. I don't like the saying, Tom uses it a lot, trust the process. I don't like that saying, but you've got to trust in what Enzo's doing. And even though we haven't got your favourite at plan B, he just tinkers with it and he makes yeah. slight little changes, which is what more than Brendan Rodgers did and Pule did. But as for it working in the Premier yeah, I can see it working. Once we've had a full year, got the confidence of winning the league, hopefully. Um, so. Yes, I hope, yeah. And I think the confidence, but I just think we'll need a couple more players in that squad. A couple of more squad depth or mm-hmm. even first team players yeah. that know that role already. Yeah. I mean, I think we'll, we'll know when we get there. You just use words like, did you say it's not... Some of the football's not... You didn't use words, it's not pretty. Or I'm not warming to it. Well, yeah, but I think, Tom, you, you you really enjoy them. And I do appreciate that we... I think against... I mean, most of the games, we have 600 to 700 yeah. passes. Yeah, yeah. We have 70 to 90% possession. 
when they see what we're trying to do. I think you got to look at it it's like you mentioned the league game. A couple of things. You mentioned the league game. You mentioned the game. We're both in the league. Chances not taken in my not a case of not creating anything or playing yeah. too poorly. It was again once Fatou at the back post against Leeds, smashed two over the crossbar. Same against Boris, smashed no crossbar. Nacho should score, chipped it into the post. It's all about taking the chance when we come because in some games we don't create a lot. We we have a lot of ball retention, but we don't create a lot of chances. So, so that final third, yeah, isn't it? And that creativity in that final third sometimes us down. That's the bit where it gets frustrated for the fans because it's just not ticking some games for the first half an hour. You mentioned it like about the first 40 minutes. It, to me, it's very much as we're going to tie them down first. And then when you come out second half, you'll be knackered and we'll just overrun you. That's the, the impression I get from Endo, the way he wants to do. Back in the Premier League, will it work? I think it does work. I know you said about Burnley. I look at Burnley though, they, they basically rebound the whole squad and still try and play the same way. For me, it doesn't work. You can't go up, bring in 11 players and then expect them players to play the football you're playing in the Championship and stay in the league. Mm. Forest did it. Forest bought 25 in and they did it. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, I, I would say, you know, I, if you look at Forest, they weren't trying to play a footballing style. It was yeah, all about a base, it was a basic standard of football, what they were playing, and that was get the ball, get it forward, and get balls into the yeah. box. So you think Burnley have overcooked? I think Burnley have overcooked it with what they bet when they did. I think they went out and brought a lot of players who are good individuals, but never played together. And, you, and then you took a handful of players from that squad last year and you expected them to progress. And it's a shame with Sheffield United. They've come up, they've sold their two best players they had, brought in some half-decent players, but once again, they're just not, not the quality. quality. The only thing I'd say difference between them two and Luton who've come up, Luton have kept the core of the squad, they've gone, we're going to have what we can, we haven't got massive funds, no. but what the difference is, they've got the passion, the heart and the determination, the, the massive team spirit of Luton. So for me, going to the Premier League, if we don't tweak it too much and we go and find a striker, we go and find a winger, because we don't know what's going to happen with I'd love to sign him, yeah. but he's only on loan. There's no guarantees that someone from a big club goes, hang on, he's doing all that. We'll, we'll have him. Next yeah. season, he's going to be available. Mm -hmm. Work's going to get him. So, whatever I do, we're going to yeah. have to you know, evolve that squad. Definitely going up. But I don't think going up and smashing you know, seven, nine, ten signings would benefit from the club. It, you've got to keep that core, the nucleus of that team that goes up this year, or Touchwood goes up this year, <laughs> and then progress it nicely, not just go, right, we're going to go sign X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Him, A, B, and C. And that's what we're going to do. We might need three players, might need four players. I think Enzo trusts the players he's got to go into the Premier League and do a job. I think, yeah, there's tweaking and there's one or two to come in. But I generally felt if we go up, we would be safe. I think there's a lot where teams in that Premier League still. Yeah. Your Bournemouths, your Forests. Mm -hmm. You can get points. You know, you yeah. can go and get points for Because even if the three went up, come back down again, You'd still go, well, Everton aren't that great. Yeah, they're on a great bit of run now and they start to build some form. But Forest, Bournemouth, Wolverhampton, they're not great. No. There's three or four teams you would go up and say, we can still finish 15th place. What for me, if we did that, would be yeah, a good staying start. Up would be the a lot of it is confidence as well, though, isn't it, Tom? If we keep winning and winning and winning and you keep that core group of players next year, the confidence is there. It's the same as when we had the great escape. We did exactly the same then, didn't we? The confidence, you know, it got brought on that season. So you don't want to rip the club apart again in the summer. Two or three, like Tom says, and I think you'll you'll see the benefit of that of the confidence of this season from a non-winning like last year to winning games. Confidence. I, I agree. I think in the summer we'll have another debate because <clears throat> there's quite a lot of players come to the end of their contract, and I think Vestergaard's, Nacho's, Endines. Uh, there's a lot to go there. Just before we we go, and th thanks everybody for coming today to do this Christmas special. 
let's just end with I'm going to ask each of you really where do you think we're going to finish at the end of the season I want I want to say third, but I think we both third. Agreed. third. No, so first, sorry, it's third. third. It's sorry, third. sorry, I don't know why I said that. Um, I want to say third, reading. That'd be absurd. I want to go That's first. Reading says third. I want to say first, but I think me and you both agree, Phil, that even if we get second, I don't think it would be disheartening because we want to get promotion. If it means we compete with Ipswich and they just put us to the top. Yeah. Then I'd still take it because they're still getting promoted, but I'd like to take Yeah, me, me and Reedy chatted and we said, of course we'd like to win the championship, but it, it, I'm not even really thinking about that. I'm just like, please just get us back up there first or second. Mm. I don't mind. It's trophies are the icing on the cake, Tom. Yeah. What do you think we'll finish? Absolutely, boys. I, I really don't mind first or second. I think you have to be credit to Ipswich. I don't see them dropping mm. off. Bantam wants to go no, off. No. I think you nailed it earlier about confidence. They've come up with a group of players. I've added to it with a few experienced players from the championship. And I don't see them dropping away. And I think we're too fighting for that title now. Uh, look, we all know things can happen in football. Things go. But I'd like to say, I hope now, and I generally feel that we can nick that first spot. I think we should have the quality, the confidence in that team. January, February will be the title of Tales, obviously, with Africa Nation. But for me, first place is what we should be aiming for in the club now, from where we are. Jamie? Yeah, I want top because then it'll be another record-breaking season because that'll be the eighth, second, the old second oh, league. What will be the best ever second division side? Title, yeah. We're joint yeah. level with Man City at the minute, we're seven. Yeah. So we'll be eight. I want it. I'd be disappointed if we don't win it in the city where we are now. Mm-hmm. But going up is the main aim, I think, this year. First or second. But it just gives that bit of kudos going up as champions, doesn't it? I would have thought. You've got them badges. Players want, on their CV, players want medals on their CV at the end of the career. Jamie Vardy has got absolute bucketfuls. He knows where he to sign off. Yeah. You look right at happens. someone like Harry Kane that's got no winner's medals. Mm-hmm. At the end of his CV, all he's got to have is a couple of golden boots. Vardy will have, I think, four, five. I can't remember off the top of my head. That's what you want on the end of the CV. So hopefully, for me, a win, win the league, break more records, going up is the main aim. So yeah, yeah first mm-hmm. or second, but this situation... First. I mean, Kane might end up with the Bundesliga and the Champions League, but that's because he left Spurs. There's, there's, only, there's only two clubs in that league. We have to get a Spurs dig in at the end. Anyway. No, it yeah. doesn't count. No, that's fine. Anyway, listen, thanks for Jamie, thanks to Tom, thanks to Reedy for joining us, and thanks for watching this uh, Christmas special. Don't forget, you can follow Jamie every Sunday at 9.30 or 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock, winter yeah. hours, 10 o'clock. Yeah. The famous Foxes after that show. Have you finished? Yes. You sure? Do okay, you, do you want to put the street name on there? No, your address. Don't want anyone to have a pint at the Fox's Arms from the famous breakfast and Sunday races. Jamie will get you a free pint as well. Every fan. Reedy, don't forget you can join Reedy and Sam weekly to get the tactics show pre match. And Tom is doing some post match shows, so make sure you follow that. And of course, I do Monday nights at 7 30. Thanks for watching. We'll see you all later. Cheers, all. Cheers. Thanks for watching Leicester Fan TV. Thanks to our sponsors, Everods, Barlow Blinds, Fucker Pies, Pink Car Leasing, Distillers Direct, Hologram, Take Me, Nubian Cow, The Fox's Arms and Rainbows. Run by the fans, for the fans. Follow us on socials at Leicester Fan TV and visit LeicesterFanTV.com for all the latest news, views and videos. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. 
Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.